Today is March 26th. Spring training is over. The season is about to start. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got the final roster, the roster being finalized. We've got Greg Bird's foot hurting him again. We've got a lot of stuff. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us. My name is John Boy. I have my co-host, Jake, here coming to you live from Denver. Co-host? Co-horse. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> if you were a horse, what kind of horse would you be? Like a mini horse. I don't know. Nice. Okay. How do you answer that? What would you say? I'd say you'd be Sebastian from Parks and Rec. No, no, no. You have to answer for yourself. Oh, uh, dead horse. Okay. See, that's nothing you can do with that. Dead horses are great in war. You just hide behind them, let them eat up the bullets. That's what I did last time. Anyway. Yeah. What war was that? Civil, dude. Come on. Yeah, man. Not going to work nowadays. Hide behind your horse, though. Actually, you are the horse. You're getting shot. Yes. Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. I'm helping Pass everyone it. out. Okay, anyway. No, not nowadays. Yeah. You can still hide behind a dead horse. Doesn't matter what. Yeah, you could still shoot through a dead horse. No, they're pretty thick. Yeah, okay, man. Asians, Asians eat horses. It's part of their culture. Next. Okay, the Yankees. We got a lot going on. First off, um, welcome back home to your house. This is... Uh, we. Spring training. I haven't talked to you since spring training. How are you doing? Me? Yeah, how are you doing? I thought, I thought you were still saying hi to the people. Let's say hi to the people. Welcome, welcome home to Talking Yanks. I thought you were doing like a very romantic thing. Welcome home to Talking Yanks. Here, here we are, back. This is the first time Jake and I are doing a remote episode in a while because we spent, well, you spent four days in spring training. I spent like eight. I had to get out of there at the end, man. It was, yeah. it was bad. Next year, I think it's Airbnb. You can't do hotel life that long. I have to. Like, walking back into that small-ass hotel, and it what like, or you need a hotel that has a little kitchenette, has a couch, like, you know, a little bit of a setup, but just two beds and that and a bathroom, that sucked walking back into there, and it was just a mess, and it was gross. Also, ballpark food every day sucked. At the end, I went to Smoothie King three days in a row, and I told our guy... I said, make a note of this next year. If we go to spring training, we should reach out to Smoothie King and have them sponsor some some stuff because they were delicious. Okay. I like that. I have to do Jamba Juice out here. Smoothie King crushes Jamba Juice. Also, some nice girls in there, super happy. Every time I walked in, they were like, you got a story? I was like, oh, that's such a tough ask. So many stories. I clammed up. I was like, no, I don't have any stories. Jamba Juice. It was good. Okay. You want any final notes on spring training? What did overall experience, Jake? I mean, we have a lot of content that's been go to talkingyanks.com because it's not all podcast audio content. A lot of it's video. We talk to fans and all that shit. I'm still at in the process of editing it. But final thoughts from you? I I had fun. We were working like the whole time. I yeah. feel like I have to explain that to family and friends all the time. But it was cool. It's I don't know. It didn't have it's the second time I'm saying romantic on the podcast. Here we go. Didn't have as much as a romantic feel as I feel like spring training's been hyped up to me. Or I mean, maybe we just missed our moments. Like that time we saw CC running on the hill, like we should have flashed him and like said something silly and CC would have been like, okay, cool. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It was, it was none of those. I feel like everyone's spring training story would be like, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm at the Smoothie King and there's Clint Frazier. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah, we didn't have any. Can't believe he was working at the Smoothie King, but it was good. It's fun. It's 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 definitely a great experience. I would suggest everyone nice weather, and it's just such relaxed baseball. It's so relaxed. Everyone from the players, the ushers, the fans. There's just not really an intense person there. And no, it's funny they don't do gimmicky minor league baseball stuff between innings it's just relaxed <laughs> baseball yeah so it's nice it's it's fun i definitely enjoyed it it was nice that i got those last couple days where i was still doing play-by-play a lot of games 
and making videos and stuff, but it was a bit more relaxed than when you were there and we were running around like crazy people. You know my memory shot. If I if I had to say one thing I'll remember in 30 years that I won't remember that you'll have to tell back to me. But the one thing that I clearly takes note is just Judge's aura when the attention he has from all the fans is just raw natural size. I mean, you got to see the two homer game. I'm sure the place must have been going a little nutty, but he's at just special. Even even if Judge isn't the world beater he was last year, I know you and I feel like we have to fend off our Red Sox fans all day. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the percentages for Judge are that he's going to be a very good baseball player. There's also a chance he comes back to earth. There's a chance he gets better, which would be scary. And I think that's what scares the Red Sox fans into all this talk. But Judge is just a special thing to look at. Even if we go back and say, wow, he was an incredible rookie. He ended up falling off a little bit after that. But just the aura we saw of him at the stadium and what he did last year and what he can possibly be, that that was pretty incredible. Yeah. It's Judge. It's like it's Judge's team. Like If you listen to the fans and you were to – it's just judges team. You know what you missed? You missed batting practice with um, I went with Luke, uh, my brother, and he was interning cameraman for us. The intern. I wrote a whole blog. I was on the plane. And I was bored, and I wrote like I don't know a thousand words on how dangerous the batting practice is at Steinbrenner Field. You would have been you would have been scared, Jake. It's I think I would have been catching balls, and you would have had to pretend you're not scared. No, I got a ball. I took an Aaron Hicks home run right to the dick. Hurt really bad. But I got the ball. And then Luke had one hit his hands and he dropped it because they, they come in hot. But it's so scary when one comes, everyone runs to there. So the difference is at Yankee Stadium, they have the seats and like they're cascading and it's plastic. So a ball hits the seats. It just dies. And then everyone dives on the ground to get it. This is all concrete. So these baseballs that are just like really hard rocks turn into super bouncy balls and they're just bouncing. So you, if one lands, it's not like, oh, that's behind me. It won't hit me. It's like, oh, that's behind me. You turn around to watch it and now it just ricocheted off the concrete wall, off the concrete ground, right into your balls and everyone's laughing at you and your name's Jimmy O'Brien. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Sounds just like you got hit in the balls. I saw an old, we saw an old man take one to the chest and like they rushed over to him to help him. And as they're doing that, Gardner hits the very next pitch over the wall again. And everyone's scrambling like, Oh shit, where's that one going to go? We saw a little kid take one to the jaw. Yo, it's for real dangerous. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. As much as I'd like to make fun of you. If, if you're under 10 or over, <laughs> 50? You got to be a little careful, right? Head on the swivel, for I, real. I mean, everyone has to be careful, but... They have the ushers that just yell every time one's about to come on the wall. Like, look out! Another one! Look out! And then everyone's like, oh, shit. Is that your dream job or your nightmare job? I don't know. I, I, neither. More nightmare. It just sucks. Like, I don't want to okay. look out for people. We did ran, ran into some listeners while we were there. That was really cool. But... We've talked about spring training on all the mini episodes and daily recaps. Yeah. Let's get into the here and now. We're going to get into kind of a season preview and roster preview. But I think the big thing that we have to talk about is Bird having his foot be sore. We also have to say, you were listening to this on Monday morning. We recorded this Sunday night. And Monday is when the news comes out about when he sees the doctor, we'll get more news. Right. So we don't know. But my main takeaway from this Jake and it's I've been so frustrated and I always get frustrated right. is that fans on Facebook, Twitter or anywhere that I've seen fans love overreacting to things. Yes. And and love not searching for the details. Like I can't tell you how many people have come into my mentions on Twitter and these are the two things that kill me. Bird's not even good. His batting average is blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'll get into that. And then, man, this is the same foot that's plagued his whole career. And like, oh, now we may be getting into that territory if this is a recurring thing. But up until this point, he's had one injury on that foot and it was a broken bone that they misdiagnosed 
for a month and said, it's just a bone bruise. You can play on this, Greg. And he said, okay. And then he gutted up and tried to, and tried to play on a broken bone, his plant foot for a month. So of course he did bad. And he was trying to be like a warrior and play through the pain because they told him nothing's broken. It's just a bone bruise. Go out there and play. So now we're discrediting all his stats and him because the doctors fucked up and made him play on a broken foot. Then they diagnosed it correctly. He has a bone in his heel that only 5% of the population has. So they could, didn't diagnose it correctly the first time. Doctor's fault. They were, they had surgery. He had a bone removed. He did. He busted his ass to come back. He made it back last year. Was great. Helped us in the playoffs. Was Had a 410 on base percentage with six RBIs and three home runs and two doubles in the postseason. Was one of our more solid guys in the postseason. And now, like, so... So that, like, if you say his average, if you're judging Greg Bird on batting average, I'm not going to be mean. I'm just going to kindly ask you to change the way you value hitters because sluggers should be judged on on base percentage and slugging and, like, RBIs, home runs. Like, if you took 10 of Greg Bird's walks and just turned them into dink singles, then that would up his average and you'd fall in love with him. You'd be like, oh, he's great. And it's just 10 walks for 10 singles. Same result. Couple things to unpack there. I just have more, so I'm gonna you take you go take the stage oh, now. Wow, I got more. Maybe no. I shouldn't. No, I mean, it's no. Just, it's just... no, 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 no. Because because there's that last point you you touched on is is right, and it goes with him playing injured. A. Greg Bird isn't an average player, but B. His stats are kind of skewed from playing on a broken foot that wasn't diagnosed. So you have to factor that in. But either way, that's not his end game. So you're right there. And the injury thing, I'll. I'm going to not do a sandwich compliment. It's going to be like an open face because you're right. Cause the, the one thing that you're teetering on is okay. If this is a real injury right now, you're saying you're okay with admitting like Greg bird is injury prone, right? Cause yes. Cause any t- like right. right now he had a torn labrum. He missed the season. That sucks. Sure. That's like a injury prone, but that hasn't come back to hurt him again. Right. And then the bone on the foot, is a freak injury. What's what happens, Jake? Because they misdiagnosed it and said it was a bone bruise, and then they said he broke it. People think he had multiple injuries on the same foot because they right. just haven't kept up. Which is, I mean, not everyone can keep up crazily, but I do. So I'm trying to tell these people. Yeah, it was one injury. It's he doesn't have until yet three days ago. He didn't have reoccurring injuries. Now this seems like. It is that injury flaring up again. Where he had surgery is flaring up on him because it's the right. same spot. So if this is now down the road, we have to worry about this part of his foot constantly flaring up and flaring up. Then yes, that would be his heel like is a problem, and that's that it falls under injury prone. Right. So and and that's the thing. Even with a freak injury involved, we're saying that if this does take a dive the wrong way, he's already injury prone. So I I don't want to dive too far into that conversation because coin flip uh, who we could be right tomorrow we could be wrong tomorrow you know so i'm i'm leaving that for now the other thing with the crazy people <laughs> i'll i'll feed the beast here a little bit because it it's awesome now there's so much yankee stuff on my twitter timeline it's delightful but i came across something that said okay that's it the yankees need to move greg bird out of denver we all know athletes can't live at that altitude and come back and be healthy. And I was shocked. And then he ended it with something like, check up on the facts. So I just, just for pure fun, I Googled to see if any of those words are kind of true. And no, the Olympic training facility is in Colorado. <laughs> athletes perform better at higher altitude. Every, every freaking track distance champion trains at altitude to be better. So when when you take in the crazies, you have to take part of it with a grain of sand. Well, like in, in, in that case, the injury prone discussion is actually a good thing for the crazies because you could say, hey, I can see what you're saying. He's been injured a few times, but one's pretty freak. One's freaky and the other's completely separate. <laughs> here's my Watch th- out for the crazies, man. Here's my thing. And this is just a personal, like how my brain works. And, right. and how other people's brain works. And I can't understand. Like I know maybe this isn't a choice you can make in life to have like to have my brain versus other people's brain. But I'm so glad I have my brain. 
Greg Bird said, my foot's sore. The Yankees said, okay, we're going to run all the tests possible because we don't want to miss something like last time. That's the only news we had yesterday. Greg Bird said, my foot's sore. They scratched him. They sent him to all the tests. All we knew, right? So everyone immediately jumps on that he's hurt and the season's over and this is terrible. It's like, whoa, whoa, back up, guys. It's like I have had family members and even times with me where I go to the doctor and give blood and they say, hey, there's something about your blood results a little weird. We're going to do further testing and then we're going to need you to come in and explain it. I'm not running around to my family members and me like, I got fucking cancer. I got cancer. Just kill me. I got fucking cancer. This is the end of my life. They said they need to check the blood more. So what could it be? Just wait. Just wait till see. Like, What is the point of freaking out about the unknown? That is the most wasted amount of energy you could put into anything. Freaking out about. Now, now the test, if the test results came back, the bone, like another bone is broken. Yes. Now have that reaction. <laughs> Season's over. Do we think about trading him? All this stuff. But the fact that it happened before we even found out is insane. And then, I don't know, man, I just see things optimistically, I guess, because they were like, it's the same exact spot as last time. And I was like, okay, well, he got that bone removed, so he can't break that bone again. So that sounds like maybe something's just flaring up. I, I mean, I, and then and then the tweet came out, it's just, it's inflammation, we're going to go see a foot specialist, and people reacted to that like it was tragic. Like, yo, that's probably the best news, it's pretty vague, but it's much better than anything else. Swelling, swollen, irritation, on a foot he had surgery on less than a year ago, that seems somewhat normal, and like, not the worst case, but people were reacting to that. I wanted to be like, do you guys know what inflammation means? Uh, yeah, the synopsis, because this was kind of going to be part of my keynote speech on this, too, is that we just don't know. We just straight up don't know. Some people are going to worry hard, harder. Some people are going to be more optimistic. Some people are going to be more pessimistic. Either way, we don't know. And the the part that's crazier is with all the Greg Bird excitement coming into the season, it feels like if we get past this, we're finally in Greg Bird mania it's happened. He's here. If we don't, it just, it feels like the whole train's off the tracks, which is probably what, what has people so devastated. Yeah. But I'm just saying like table your devastation for after the devastating news, not before. Don't be devastated. Be worried. You can be worried. Oh, you have to be worried. Even Brian Cashman, like you're super, you get worried. Yeah. Anxiety. I am worried, but I'm not going to throw out tweets saying like, end of his career time to get rid of this bum he fucking sucks right. and he wasn't even good when he played like it's just like what if you wah. say stuff like that anyways yeah. yeah i know but i just get it on twitter all you can't time. let that like, get to you i know well i was meeting my little baby nephew for the first time and i just had to I... Hi- I just had to hide my phone because the whole car ride i got off the plane and the car ride to my sister's house was just these tweets everyone telling me that greg bird's basically dead and i was like well we don't we don't know like we don't you want to be president in the fan club I guess so. You're right. I put this upon myself, but he, he, he could like inflammation best. Okay. Let's do this. Like someone asked me to do this. Um, Joey, he's on Twitter. I actually really like him. We have a good rapport. He kind of gets our sarcasm and shit. And we went back and forth because he was like, there's no good news that can come out of this. So you have to be worried. I don't think worry is 100% okay. Like we just said, I, I, I think he didn't realize what I was responding to, which was like the crazy shit that I have just said. Like, He's done. Right. But best case scenario, it's sore. It, it's he's overworked it. It's the first time, you know, when you have surgery and a bone removed, like it'll flare up. He needs maybe a week off. They need to figure out a cortisone shot that'll help him. And he comes back after a week or two or three, even like two or three weeks last year, DD and Gary missed a month and it was fine. That's best case. Cause I don't think he's going to play opening day right now. We have no idea, but it seems right now. Best case is he misses some time. They figure out how to end this pain, and then he comes back and he's fine. Worst case is he misses a lot of time. Like he, like it, it, I don't know, something. Nothing's broken, so that's out of worst case. But worst case is he misses a lot of time, and then we seriously have to wonder the cost and price of keeping Bird on the team. If he has any value for a trade, 
Do we have to now sign like Lind or a trade for another guy? Because I don't know if they trust Tyler Austin and Neil Walker like that. Using Tyler Walker and Tyler Austin and Neil Walker seems not as bad, but kind of like just like a Carter G-Man Choi Band-Aid instead of a real fix. I don't want to get into that like right now because by the time people are listening this Monday morning. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So like we'll get into that when we have to get into that. But that would be my best case and worst case. What do you think about that? Yeah, you kind of nailed it. It's before these reports came out with Booney doing the live stuff on ESPN, everyone came to grips with Greg Bird being like our three-hole hitter going in the season amongst these monsters and, you know, two guys who were runner-up for the MVP splitting them in the lineup. And we're going from that excitement to – your worst case is, yeah, he gets banged up, and now he's someone we can't really rely on. And it's, do we go forward and hope hope again, or do you have to move on as this team's moving? So I don't know. And like you said, best case is sore foot. <laughs> yeah. Guy, guy was nervous about his foot, got it checked out. Sore foot. Yeah, and, and if we're going to like go into like kind of empathy stage, which my girlfriend was talking to me, and like she just didn't get it at all. I was like, yeah, base, sports fans – don't have empathy for the individual. She's like, well, why don't fans feel bad for him? I'm sure he's upset. It's like, I don't know why, but that is not how sports fans work. It's like you play for me and you win for me and I don't care about you, but we can dive a little bit into like Greg's Greg bird's mind. Last year, he had a freak injury that got misdiagnosed by the team. He had to be pissed when he found out it was actually a broken bone. Like, yo, you guys made me play for a month on a broken bone, just making it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And like you're supposed, you're the Yankees. You should have good doctors. So in his mind, he's got to be mad at them about that. And then they had to play on it. Then he missed time. And then Randy Levine says, "Shit!" Or someone in the organization, quote unquote, probably Randy Levine said, "You know, shit talked him." I don't understand why Bird doesn't want to be part of this. It's like he was rehabbing, trying to get back as best he can. They said once they figured out it was the bone, they said you can have surgery or you can rehab. And we didn't really understand it, but he chose surgery and said, "I'm going to be back." in in September and you and I laughed on the podcast yeah. back then we were like okay Greg do whatever you like whatever like just do what you want to do we'll see you next year dude had surgery busted his ass came back and and they and was a key part of our run had a good September and a good playoffs so i like i understand injury prone sucks and he's had two injuries and if this sees a lot of time that's three injuries with one nagging one so yes definitely injury prone and it sucks but dude is not just like laying around like Kevin Brown or um, Carl Pavano. He busted his ass to be part of the team last year and yeah. and had a bone removed in his foot and came back and played. We know Greg not like not that well. We hung out with him once. He's a nice kid. I I was saying all this shit last year before we had any contact with him. I just irks me how irrational fans can be and if you're rational like that guy joey that i would talked about um on twitter like we disagreed but he was coming at it from very rational side and i was trying to like as long like and i like that i like that back and forth when i know you're not just saying dude he fucking sucks he hit 190 so whatever we can move on yeah got to (laughs) got to root root for greg bird to be healthy root for almost anyone to be healthy i gotta catch my breath dude it really fucking fires me up I know. Not that Greg Bird. Just that, like, people can be so misinformed and have such hard opinions about stuff. I know that's yeah, like, man. That's the world. That's yeah. You gotta, you gotta come to grips with that at some point. Picture the craziest. This is we, you and me played this game, and I know I normally come at you with bad brain takes. Picture the craziest person you see in the world. Like if you're just driving down the streets, you see someone waving and talking to themselves or something like that. They could be on Twitter. Just anyone can be out there. And some people just want to be angry. Dude, that's like some people love. And that's reacting. something we'll never be able to grasp. Like Greg Bird enough, goes, hey, I got a sore. Greg Bird enough people. <laughs> hey, I got a sore heel. Uh, okay, let's test it out. See what's bothering you. He's fucking done. Get him off the team. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Do you think that's an overreaction? Maybe wait. Just maybe wait. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a t-shirt that says maybe wait. Yeah. Uh, let's get Maybe into wait. Call up Andor. Call up Andor. Let's let's get into these the the season, the off season that was, the spring training that was. We have uh, 
So if you're if you're didn't pay attention to Spring a lot, if you're first time listening to Talking Yanks, I'm I'm usually not that fired up. Sorry uh, for that. First and foremost, well, let's talk about the roster. Let's talk about guys that we thought would be had maybe had a shot of making the opening day roster that we know won't be for health reasons or other reasons. And let's talk about and then let's talk about the guys who did make it that you maybe didn't expect. You want to take any like to to, to go? I, I think we just got to bang out a couple of the easy ones. Yeah, so Jacoby Ellsbury. He's going to be our fourth outfielder. I know some people fight that because he gets paid well. He got hurt. He's going to be back with the team in seven, ten days. I don't know how the ten-day DL works before the season if they can predate it or not. I but think, I think he'll 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 be back in about a week or so. But and he's a quality fourth outfielder. <laughs> don't don't get mad because he gets paid that much. Get mad at Cashman if you want to. He will be our fourth outfielder in a week or so. Yeah, he pulled his oblique, making a reaching catch, then got like food poisoning, and now he's just getting at-bats. They said he needs 40 to 50 at-bats before he can play, so he'll be back. So he's not on the roster. Next up, Clint Frazier. There was no chance he was going to make the roster unless one of the uh, main four outfielders, Giancarlo, Judge, Gardner, Hicks, got hurt. They didn't get hurt. Clint did. Made a nice catch at the wall. Banged his head against the wall, got a concussion, confuses cat names. Pretty scary stuff. Bad concussion. He hasn't even resumed baseball activities yet, and this happened early in camp. He is going to be really behind on the season and everything. Feel pretty bad for him. That's a shitty situation. So he's not on the roster, and he won't even be playing in AAA to start the season. And just a quick reminder, I know we just ranted on people a little bit. We were some kind of big Clint Frazier haters just because of his fan base and how he actually fits on this team. We're rooting for him to get better. I think he can definitely get some big innings and big at-bats on this team this year. Right now, there's not a perfect slot for him, and he's got to get healthy first. So we'll see you when we see you, Clint. But get better. Uh, Glaber Torres. A lot of people people thought Glaber was going to make the opening day roster before camp started. If you were a listener of this podcast beforehand, we were said 100% no way. Our only concern was service time. Turns out, He's only played 53 games above a ball. He's probably coming off the longest stretch of not playing baseball in his entire life since he first picked up a glove because he's never been injured and he just dude, just plays year round. So it's probably the rustiest he's ever been. He was rusty. He didn't really hit that well. Service time, coming off injury, didn't perform that well. He's going to start in AAA. 20 years old, still super young. And then you also got the other infielder, Miguel Andujar, who started camp incredibly hot in the first, like, four games or one week, hit four home runs, and then really cooled off uh, uh, towards the end of camp, and Cashman decided to go with some vets. Drury has third base. So Andujar will start the season in the minor leagues where they are going to have him play first base a lot. Like, 30% of the time they're going to play first base because versatility, they need him to get versatile. I don't, I don't want to get into too much Cashman wizardry, but was this the perfect spring training for him prospect-wise? Because we we knew 99% that Glaber wasn't going to open the season on, on the roster due to ro- due to service time. He comes out, he has a rough start, and Andujar gets hot. So everyone kind of bails on Glaber and goes to Andujar. Andujar cools off. They sign a guy or two. The Andujar from... Three weeks ago, when Andujar was still hot, the Andujar noise went way down just due to a Neil Walker signing. Yep. So I don't. Those guys are going to be ready. If I had to bet, and I'll send it to you, but I would bet we see Andujar before Glaber this year. Yeah, it all depends on injuries and stuff. But yeah, I think yeah, I think Andujar's bat is is ready. Yeah, and his his glove from what we saw wasn't bad. wasn't too far off. He just do, doesn't have the flexibility we need right now. We're going to be seeing them. I think I'd say the bigger storyline there was going to be Glaber. I think people, I I think when we did his PPP, I think I'm not throwing you under the bus. I think you mentioned like 140 games. And I think right now the over-under would be like 100, maybe less, more. I have no idea. I can't even guess. It's all going to be injury. Maybe. People that are going to be on the roster that maybe you didn't expect. Biggest one, uh, Neil Walker signed him middle of camp. He is a nine-year-old, nine-year-old, nine-year, nine-year-old, nine-year-old switch hitting vet who they like his versatility, can play second, can play first, can move him around the infield. 
he is on the roster. That's a good signing. One year, nine really cheap. nine year MLB vet. <laughs> Still yeah. not a nine year old. Yeah, really good signing. And also, he's going to be switching second base with Tyler Wade, who you remember from last year, who struggled mightily when he was coming off the bench twice a week in his first campaign in the MLB. He didn't hit. Wade impressed everyone this spring training, not only with his bat, but with his defense and with his speed. Really good spring, forced his way onto the roster, basically. He did everything that they wanted to see, and he really was a spark plug. Like, you had a lot of exciting plays. I think Wade, it's the way Boone talks, it's leading like Wade's going to play a lot of games at second and then may move over to third with a righty on the mound, and Drury goes to the bench, and Neil Walker goes to second. And that's the other guy we haven't introduced that does tie in with those guys is Brandon Drury. We traded for him from Arizona, and he's a two-year MLB guy now. He's had two solid seasons. He's 25. He's still got pretty good potential. Um, he He's a guy that could approach 20, 25 homers if he really figures things out. And the other thing is he has some flexibility. His third base is a natural position. We saw him look pretty good at third while we were at spring training, but he can also play second. I think he can play a little corner outfield enough to get by, but it's going to be interesting with him, Wade, Neil Walker, how their roster flexibility works out for this team, pending its injuries, whether how this Greg Bird stuff plays out or just who's playing better baseball. And that's kind of the, I keep referencing the Dodgers because they did it well last year, but this is the future of baseball. Flexible lineup, so if they put a righty on the hill, you've got enough lefties and switch hitters to get them, and vice versa. So I'm interested to see that. The other guys on the roster that you may not think, so you also have, uh, that you do know, Romine is going to be the backup catcher, and Torres is still on the roster as a utility guy. We are going with 13 pitchers. I think on the last podcast I gave a very long-winded answer. Someone asked if they, I thought... They would do it. And I said, yeah, I think they will because we have five straight games in the beginning, which means no break for the pitchers, which means more taxed arms. So you want more arms available to relieve the all that, you know, more games yes. in a row to start the season, more pitchers. So they're going with 13 pitchers and only only three bench players. So Chase and, Chase and, Shreve, Chase and Shreve and Jonathan Holder are yes. on the in the bullpen. Jason, he's kind of the surprising guy everyone forgets. He's a lefty who's pitched pretty well in the major leagues as a young guy. He was out of service service options, so the Yankees either would have had to trade or do something slightly unnecessary for a guy that's okay for the team. And we've seen we've seen it this spring. I think Boone Boone or the team has sent a very clear message that if you're in the bullpen, you have to be able to go two innings whether you like it or not, more or less. And it looks like Shreve's been stretched to that. And the final bullpen spot who went to Holder, he's a power guy. And we, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because he's he's got stuff, man. And you wonder, you wonder how that starts playing into the bullpen, whether he's a trade piece or he works his way in over an Adam Warren or something like that. Yeah, I don't know about trade piece. Yeah, it's hard for me to get excited about Chase and Shreve because I just – He's a lefty specialist that that gets righties out better. It's not a lefty specialist. I know that's like the, the he he gets jobs and spots in the bullpen because he's a lefty, but his numbers against righties are better. So right, like he's supposed to be a loogie, but he doesn't really do that. Holder is just a slop guy. Like he, as soon as Ellsbury's healthy or they get some off days, Holder will be off the like, like all goes well. Holder doesn't pitch in these first five games. Yeah, I think you're – I don't know. Jonathan Holder, I think, is a pretty good relief pitching prospect. He's 24 years old. In, his, in Jonathan Holder's head, he's going to be Chad Green. So, I don't know. I'm not writing him off that easily. The, the roster is going to have fluidity in the first few weeks of the season, sure. But, I don't know. A lot of people love Jonathan Holder. Do they? Yeah, he's got really good stuff. He's 24. He's already pitched major league innings. Man, it's tough when they call up these young guys and just put them in slop roles, and then you like see them struggle, and you're like, well, he's not good, but he probably could be good. Chad Green. I love Chad Green. I know. Uh, you want to go to questions? Yeah, we can go to questions. I think the only thing we left out in that little segment was Tyler Austin. I made my pitch for him to be the right-handed platoon first baseman of sorts. He's just pending the Greg Bird news right now at this point. So we'll see. 
Let's go to questions. Uh, we did a hashtag on Twitter. We're trying to get more people to ask questions. I don't know what the best way that you guys would like to like communicate. Some people don't like doing it openly in Twitter. Some people like voicemail. Some people like emails. We got a, we got a bunch. We have some. E- we have an email too and a voicemail. So we'll get to it all. I just need to go to the hashtag Ask Talking Yanks. Here we go, Jake. You ready? One. Yes. Who's the likely person to get regular reps at first base if Bird is out and for an extended length of time? I think they've confirmed that Austin, Tyler Austin, would make the team. And then it'd probably be an Austin and Walker platoon for a little bit, which you got to be excited yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be okay. I think the thing that you need to start taking in there is that Neil Walker hasn't been the model of health through his career either. Neither has Tyler Austin. <laughs> yeah. So now, now look what you're you're depending on. So I, I would keep out, keep an eye out for Adam Lynn. That's why he came to Yankee camp. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to roll with that to start. If Lynn and the, a couple other free agents that are out there get cleaned up, you could see a Billy McKinney, but I'd say Walker, Austin, and then Lind, <laughs> Billy McKinney. Right. Actually, the, the other guy to watch out for, I know I'm not going to speak well on it the yankees got mike ford back a first baseman who was rule five drafted by the mariners and he was actually having a decent spring i think he was 285 like two home runs uh 385 obp or something like that so hey maybe handsome mike ford ends up on the team yep all right i agree with you all that next question what's your and jake's favorite part about opening day Ooh. i mean you get just like the fact baseball starting like the fact that I know I'm now going to sit on my couch for three hours every day and enjoy baseball. I like the opening ceremonies, like everything up to the first pitch. And then the first pitch happens. And you're like, okay, baseball. I'll go silly one. Well, ah, they're both kind of silly. I, I like that the people outside of baseball are like, whoa, baseball's back. Still, still watching March Madness and NBA. And it's like, okay, I get it. Cool. You're not a baseball person. Don't care. Dude, one, one of my favorite memories ever was they were playing one of the games in Japan. Yeah, those sucked. And the game aired at like 4 a.m. I was like freshman or sophomore in college and woke up to watch the game. And then that was just a, a feeling of pride in baseball. Like not I, the Yanks weren't in it. It was just watching baseball <laughs> that counted in Japan. It was like A's, A's Rays. Yeah. So So, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Okay. Maybe I'll have a drink. I don't know. Who has the best season for the Yankees? Sevy, Judge, Stan, Sanchez, or someone else? I'll just go <laughs> my boy Gary. I mean, I, <laughs> what a loaded question. Yeah. These are questions that suck because, like, you answer it and then they, like, hold you to it at the end. You're like, well, I just kind of threw your name out there. So I'm just throwing Gary out there without a lot of conviction or care. I'll throw the runner-up in the MVP, Aaron Judge, out there. Who's a rookie possible lineup for the first two series we'll, we will be, we will be doing a series preview uh, yes Thursday opening day when you wake up there will be a, thir- a series a little short mini episode series preview against the Blue Jays for you to listen to how long of a leash do you think Tyler Wade gets do you still think Glaber gets called up after a couple weeks I think you and I both have already said we don't think Glaber gets called up after a couple weeks anymore and Tyler Wade how long of a lease, Jake? It's totally become the second storyline for the Yankees right now. Yeah. Because it was, I, I mentioned this when we were at spring training, but it was like Giancarlo, the big boppers, the Yankees are the evil empire again. And then it was the young guys. It was Glaber, Andujar. Who's, you know, how how much of a dynasty is this Yankees team turning into if these young guys figure it out? We kind of, <laughs> Cashman shat on the young guys, brought in Neil Walker, a couple other vets, Drury. So those guys kind of faded. It's going to be very interesting. It's I, it's what we just talked about. It's it's Wade, Drury, Walker, and then the prospect huggers are going to come out if those if two out of three of those guys are struggling. I'm rooting for Waders, man. For some reason, I'm a little less on him. I just need to I just need to see it on an MLB field because he he looked tough at stretches last year, but so did Aaron Judge before he broke out. So now people are going to say I'm comparing Wade to Judge. Shoot me. <laughs> I think he's, he'll have a decent leash. I mean... The team likes him. I think he... Like, last year he did every other game or something like that. 
and I think he deserves a shot to get regular playing time in the pros. Because imagine if they platoon him hardcore again and he gets spot starts for the first two weeks and struggles again. That's still kind of an unfair way to evaluate him when he's never come yeah. off the bench. So I think that's why they're going to try and give him a lot of at-bats. Yeah, I'm interested to see how much they do the lefty-righty stuff. I, you know, how, how many bats does Torres end up getting or regular starts or anything like that? Does he work his name into the mix? That's the second storyline for the Yankees right now. So I, I don't know. And I know we rip on ESPN a lot, too. They had a uh, just a potential trade deadline article piece, and they were talking about how Tyler Wade is their would be their easiest easiest prospect to trade if that makes sense like he wouldn't get the huge biggest return but the Yankees would be willing to add him to a trade which I don't know like I just hinted at this because I was I actually didn't believe in this but now I kind of do because I thought some of it was smoke screeny but this team really likes Tyler Wade I don't know if it's his character or how he plays or Boone or Cashman or where it originally sprouted from. But like you said, Tyler Austin doesn't naturally get that love from the team. They haven't liked a player as much as Tyler Wade since Brett Gardner. And I, we said that on this right? podcast and yeah, you didn't like, believe me, you thought it was just like, like nonsense, but it's very obvious. They love Tyler Wade. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. I, that's kind of the scope I go through, but you're right. They like him a lot. Yeah. It would, it would have, other guys would have to step up and he would have to become more expendable for the Yankees to cut and run on him. Yeah. Got a great question. How's your phone? And will you be getting one that can handle the heat? This is in reference to when we went live doing live play by play in the middle of the 90 year heat. And my phone kept overheating and shutting down. I got a nice iPhone. Yeah. We're just, I don't, they can't handle the heat. Call, call Apple. Maybe I'll call Apple. Apple. Yeah. Call Apple. Your phone is getting hot. Hot. Should they think about trading Bird if this keeps up? We already kind of talked about that. We'll we'll wait until that's too hypothetical for to go into. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll not until, talk about that. I mean, do you think the Yankees will start slow out of the gate? I mean, how could you how could you think that? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like a hard thing to <laughs> want to think. In the nicest way. They they haven't won an opening day in like six years or something like that. So something to watch I, out for. The uh, the '98 Yankees, the most wins in Yankee history, they started off one and three. There's a little fun fact. Boom. Okay, last year we started out like one and three too, and then we went on a ten game stretch. Also, a slow start question: If the Yankees get off to a slow start, will it be because of blank? Ooh, if the Yankees get off to a slow start, it will be because of, I guess, the pitching, the starting pitching. Yeah. Because you have to figure that lineup's going to put up runs somehow. I say it'll be because of the cold. You just think it's the cold. They're going to say, oh, we were chilly. It's too cold. Okay, I just got another question that came in. Now that you spent a week in spring training for the first time, what is your assessment of the top things the team want to accomplish? See what the team wants to accomplish. See what talent the rookies have. Have the veterans work on certain things. Select the final open spots. Win every game. Well, the fans want to win every game, but during spring training, I think the emphasis was having the veterans work on certain things, and I think that's what spring training is all about. Yeah, that that was another. That question was a little too much for me. Too I I don't know. Too let's many, too many options. Let's 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 see Judge and Gary not swing at some terrible sliders and make sure Giancarlo's good in the AL East. I don't know. There you go. That makes sense. Yep. All right. Last question. Hey, Jimmy and Jake. I'm sure you're aware that you are getting real close to your 100th, 100th podcast episode. Do you have anything special planned? No pressure, just stirring the pot. Thanks, Scott. Did you know we were getting close to that? Yeah, I knew we were at 93 or something like that. So. 100, if it lined up better with the start of the season, I would do like a 100th episode bash. I think we're, we're just going to be, we'll do it live. Yeah, we can do it live or we can give away a prize, have a giveaway or something like that. We'll figure something out. We'll celebrate the hundredth. Here's bring a, in everyone who's been on the on the show. Just do an all star celebrity episode. Yeah. Joe's McFly. We'll get Ruko, Curry, Hoke, Hoke and Curry. Dan Zlotnick, my grandma, Dan my dad. It's one of those like New Year's Eve shows. Yep. All right, we got one voicemail. Hi guys, this is Jack from New Jersey. Just calling in to talk about the starting pitching for the Yankees. 
assuming that there's good, the Yankees are going to be in a playoff race this year, which, you know, I mean, they, they really should be. They kind of have to be. I think they're a starting pitcher short. I'm looking around the rest of this league, the rest of the league, and all the top contenders like LA or uh, Cleveland or Houston, and they're like three. They're always three deep with starting pitchers, and I just feel like we're not three deep with starting pitching. I think Sevi and Masahiro Tanaka are solid. They're solid one two. You know, Masahiro Tanaka looked really good in the playoffs last year. Severino looked good beside the wild card game, but I just think Sonny Gray is a big question mark. CC, he's like 37. Going, on. I think he's going to be 38 next year this season. So I think that's just like, I don't know, he could, I don't know what he's going to do. And then Jordan Montgomery, he looked pretty good last year, but he's still a question mark. So I think the Yankees are going to need to add a uh, pitcher at the trade deadline. And I was thinking about this. I took a little while, and I was thinking Chris Archer from Tampa, because I was thinking they might not be in the race. So I just want to know your thoughts on that. They're probably going to have to give up a top-level prospect or a couple prospects, you know. But Brian Cashman always seems to make these trades work and give up, like, some random players that you've never heard of. So I just want to get your thoughts on this. All right, bye. Oh, good good job in uh, spring training. Uh, been watching your videos. Bye. All right, well, thank you very much for the call. Uh, are you worried about the starting pitching? Like, I- I'm more worried that our sixth person isn't, like, a, if we have an injury, we're going to have to roll with a rookie. I think they'll make a trade before they do that, actually. Uh, I'm not worried about Who's our it. boy? Who's, who's our boy we saw at spring training who was dealing? Oh, David Hale, 30-year-old. David Hale. David Hale. We're all in. David Hale's a race. No, I know this This question's tough for you because, A, you don't like dreaming of trades. And, B, our staff's, in, our, our staff's in, a, in a pretty good spot. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to disagree with him and say we do have a good top three. I love the lack of respect Sonny Gray's getting because I think he's going to remind people, like, yo, you traded for me. Like, you, like I'm a big picture, pitcher. People are talking Sevi Cy Young. Tanaka was, like, as mentioned, incredible in the playoffs. If Sonny or one other guy steps up, I mean, you know, I got some crap for pooping on Monty a little bit. If Monty takes a jump this year, he's he's a 3-5 ERA type guy, even better. CeCe's just mean and could give you five awesome playoff innings. So the starting pitching... Isn't a concern right now. I saw a lot of, dude, I saw before the Bumgarner injury, I saw a bunch of people posting Bumgarner stuff. And, A, that that made me mad, yeah. which I love potential trades and dreaming of stuff like that. But the San Francisco Giants right now think they're winning the World Series. That would be someone on a Giants Twitter fan posting something on Twitter saying, hey, you know, maybe the Yankees start selling and we get Gregorius and Judge from them. So, like, don't start dreaming that stuff. Baseball has to play out. Like, are the Rays probably going to be sellers? Yes. Maybe they put something together. They're trying some creative pitching things. We we don't know. I mean, if if things start going that way, you start eyeing it, and it, it would be cool if you could get Archer for a right price. But you just you can't dream that. We're in an okay place. The discussion is like what you started talking about. Is our sixth starter right now? Are we really going to call up one of those young guys? Do we hope we get David Hale and give him a start and then trade for someone else? I think that's the current conversation. Yeah, and I just want to say, Sonny Gray has one, two, four full seasons in the MLB and, and a half. So in 2013, he only pitched 12 games to a 2.67 ERA. That's really good, but I'll take that away because it was only half a season. So in four full seasons... 33 games, 3.08 ERA. 31 games, 2.73 ERA. 2016, he was hurt half the season, undiagnosed, and he was trying to pitch through it. 22 games, 5.69. That's bad. So two yeah. two great seasons, 3.08, 2.73 are great seasons. One was third in the Cy Young. Then one bad. Last year, 27 games, 3.55 ERA. Good, good. So I don't... We traded for him last year. He's why are we? Why is everyone so? Has lost such confidence in him? Sonny Gray, Tanaka, and Severino could be opening day starters. That sexy term for a lot of major league teams. And and then the and then like not to just rip on Jack who called, but I just don't like the thought process of like, oh, if we need to trade for a starter, let's go get and then you just name one of the top starters in the league. Right, you can't do that. Oh yeah, let's just let's just trade for Chris Sale. Let's just trade for Chris yep. Archer. Like you're just plucking 
Fulmer. Like, let's just find a team who's losing and has an ace. We'll just take that really, really good pitcher. It's that easy. It's, yeah. It's just talking, talking Dodgers, talking Angels, talk, talking Rangers, talking any other team are saying the exact same thing. Hey, our team starts winning a little bit. Let's get some of the best players on our team. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> we're we're not ripping on that part of it. Yes, it, it's something to watch for during the Yankee season. All, all five of these ga- guys aren't going to start every game, especially if there's a big injury. It's do they believe in a young guy or are they going to have a trade? That's that's when you really have the trade talk. Right now, the Yankee staff is in a really good place. I like our I like our five guys. I think that's all we got. Uh, so thanks for listening. Any last thoughts, Jake? Not much. I, I was going to hype my preseason manifesto piece at some point. I half want to wait for the Greg Bird news because that could throw the whole manifesto out the window instantly. Yeah. I almost want to make it a big part of the manifesto because it it is. But I'll, I'll be coming out with a, a little article. We'll be tweeting about it. Check it out. Make fun of my grammar. Otherwise, go Yanks in the first Wednesday is the first real talking Yanks 2018 regular season. Yeah, let's go. Thursday, I guess. I was flying back from Tampa to California, and I, all I had was my laptop, no internet connection or anything. So I all and I, so all I had was like the Notepad app on my laptop. Right. So I just started writing. I wrote seven thousand words. About that. It's a lot of words. I I came to afterwards, and I was like, holy shit. About what? Writing a book. All right. Yeah. So cool. Just writing a book. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, what should we ask them to do today, Jake? Subscribe, rate, review? That would be nice. Subscribe. Go go check out some shirts on on the website. and Yeah, click TalkingYanks.com. Affordable jerseys. TalkingYanks.com. Then click Merch. And then buy, buy a shirt because that supports us. And if you're like, hey, I don't like any of these designs, tell me and I'll make a design that you like, motherfucker. You like that? Yeah, but I mean, we got some really cool shirts on there. The Judge Home Run shirt is, is, oh, you're wearing it right now? We got a lot of people that ran up to us walking around spring training. It's like, yo, 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 where'd you get that shirt? I like that, the Judge one. So that that, that was fun. Thanks, guys. And uh, yep, if you're listening for the first time, we got to start doing this stuff at the beginning a little bit. Go go through the PPPs and that'll, we, we did a little projection on each player. We did, what, 28 of them. That'll give you a mini scouting report. Um, not necessarily all baseball. A lot of personal life got involved too. A lot of jokes. Um, they're they're fun. We we thought people would Netflix binge them before they get into the season. So I I don't know. Enjoy our stuff. We we hope. And also go to affordablejerseys.com and get yourself a Yankee jersey to start the season off on the right foot. They're ninety nine ninety nine, and they got no name on the back, and they're majestic, cool base, really nice jerseys. And Affordable Jerseys is the official sponsor of this podcast. So go to affordablejerseys.com and buy a majestic base Yankees jersey with no name on the back. I forgot to do the ad at the beginning of the episode. We're yeah, out. I think we that I think that whole <laughs> two minutes we just moved right up to the front. <laughs> Next episode, we'll see. Play it as it lies this time. Thanks for listening, guys. Get excited. The season is about to start. Talking Yanks is about to go full gear. Everything's going to be so much fun unless the Yankees start losing. But why would we think about that? Pray for Bird's ankle. Pray for the Yankees. Pray for Jake. Thanks, guys. Bye. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.